So these guys are just blasting this walking down the beach and well, you have to you have to live in their world for 45 seconds for 45 seconds. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, they come back the other way uh, with with a rap song that I'd never heard of. So I went up and talked to them. And I said, hey, oh, my I've God, got a, I've got that. a podcast. I'd like you all to listen to. It's called. No, I didn't. I, didn't, I just kept digging my sandcastle. 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys. So excited! I've got uh, Jeff Simons in Maryland. Correct, Jeff. Back in Maryland, once oh. again recording from Superfan Craig Simons' uh, Fort- Fortress of Solitude. So. Awesome. Is your bedroom the same? Have they not touched it? Uh, no, there's been much touching and eliminating. <laughs> so yeah. And then Very- uh, are your travels for the summer done? You're in Knoxville. I'm done for uh, until late August. Hunkering down, eating chocolate. Yeah. Well, welcome to 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys here on the Electrocast Podcast Network. Uh, reach out to us on uh, the Facebook or Instagram. or What's Instagram's new thing? Threads. Threads. Uh, we're done. We're done with Twitter. It's over, people. Um, Did you I'm like a- when it just turned into an X on your phone? <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Dude, I actually, I deleted it. You're yeah. done. Yeah. I was like, this dude just shows up and kicks me in the nuts every day. I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, why do I, I keep going to this stupid thing? Why do I do it? Yeah, I actually I weirdly get out of kind it of miss a little bit, but it was so unbearably awful. I was like, what is going Like when he changed it to X, I was like, okay, listen. Like he, he, every I it was like every morning I woke up and he was like, Please drop this. Don't you want to delete this? I'm don't, can't you see what I'm telling you? I want you to go away. Yeah. Yeah, no, he really has you, given us so many chances to just stop yeah so Maybe i managed to take one trying to help good. us yeah yeah but- i mean i'm i want out too like i got this weird thing where i've got some music momentum on there but i don't know if it's worth yeah. it like i could just go over to threads and i will say though um i don't know whether it's the connection to this podcast but the dylan ep Woo! is kicking along like a little bunny it's uh it's being listened to so i assume that's man i assume you guys you guys to thank for that so love it but i'm um i'll be doing a live on the radio broadcast on august 15th um in uh roanert park so i'll be sure to give you guys full credit and wait what is what is that say it again august 15th i'm just doing a live there's a radio show in roanert park that interviews local artists and it's my turn coming up next week so you'll you'll let us know the time so we can listen live. i will let you well you can't hear it from it i don't think the fm signal will travel all the way to i'm sure they sign yeah i'll find out the internet come on you know dude dude, give us a little peek behind the scenes what are you gonna play uh, we don't know yet. Like we're, I'm still uh, in conversation with the three fellas about what they want to play. And we're still trying to figure out if we're going all acoustic or we're going to crank it up. And oh. so we're, you know, we'll figure it out about 25 minutes before we go in, I think, is knowing us. So well, you should know we had a a family clean playlist. Uh, we had to clean the house. So we, we all got to choose one song. Oh, I thought you meant I thought you meant a playlist I thought I, I with bad, Jeff for sure. bad lyrics in it. Yeah. I assume every oh. plain family cl- playlist is clean. <laughs> no, we meant cleaning the house. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we, 
we went ahead. I put on um, Tell Me Mama by Jeff Simons. So nobody knows that it's you. Uh, and we were all dancing around, cleaning our little butts off and uh, and uh, jamming to your song. And I said, what did you guys think of that song? And they're like, oh, that was that was pretty good. That was good rocking. I'm like, guess who pretty it was? Pretty good. Jeff Simons and they were they were uh, singing your praise. Shocked. They were shocked, they were shocked that shocked. it that it didn't suck. That's great. After, after I helped them off the floor, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we, we need to start tonight's uh, podcast, not with the name of the city, but with an apology. Um, I'm going to open up to you guys. I I know that the shtick for the three seasons we've been doing this is that I'm the newbie. Uh, I'm the guy who doesn't know a lot about music and I defer to you uh, and your uh, encyclopedic knowledge uh, to help me along and help me understand things. I'll be relying on that uh, tonight even. But deep down, we all know that I know a thing or two that like I can name um, the second most famous duo in British pop in the 1980s and you guys can't. By the way, you just reminded me of this boy's life. I know a thing or two about a thing or two. And that's not praise to me. (laughs) But I think, uh, so there's been a band and I'm like, I think you guys have been way too hard on them. And I'm like, they're not that bad. And why are they always shitting on this band? This band is good because I've had uh, their greatest hits for years and years. So I go to mow the lawn two days ago and I said, you know what? I'm just going to listen to this band. Uh, not their greatest hits because Spotify does a this is blank and you get to explore the whole range Indeed of the whole you do. Oh, yeah, I love yeah. this. Keep going, Timmy. Warmer, so for, better, closer. For two hours, I listened to Spotify's This is Steely Dan playlist. <laughs> By the <laughs> end, you had your head under the blade and you're like, I'm so close. I'm so Wait. close. <laughs> I, my favorite part of this is the humble brag that Tim owns so much fucking land that it's a two-hour mowing job. Well, That's my no, favorite part. no, no, no. He's I out there do... in the rider mower no. out in the fourth quadrant, like. I had the, to. Do, the, I had to the pick big up the house sticks. is off in the All distance. Right. All right. <laughs> Killing me. It is not that big a yard. Uh, it's okay. it's me getting tangled with the electric cord of my mower. Anyways, oh my God, I have I have the same thing. I have an electric mower, oh, and I, how many how many um have you run over? I've only run over one, <laughs> and I feel like that's amazing because I I'm, I'm clean. I'm clean. I haven't. Okay. Done oh really? Because I the other like maybe six months ago I finally did it. I was like turn, pivot, grab, miss, boom, like just terrifying. Right like to keep myself. Oh man, it's uh, not good. So anyway, Steely Dan, uh, terrible. They are awful. Outside, oh, you're... Of, outside of those like four or five songs I know and love, uh, they have just some howling dogs, and, and the weird like the number of times he says like she was so young and pretty, like how how many songs does he have about underage women? All right, hey, nineteen. Oh, but jeepers. It is the 1970s. Just about every rock band <laughs> is writing about underage girls. It is a, it's one of the super creepy subtexts of 70s pop music. But um, going back to, well, she was just 17. You know what I mean? Which is one of the most 
unfortunate unsatisfying rhymes. couplets yeah. in Beatles right. history too. They shouldn't. Have Am done. I going to be the Steely? Up the number from Sweet Little Sixteen. Like they they that's moved true. it up one year, so that's. <laughs> I'm not bragging on it, but it's better. And they probably were 17 when they wrote it, so they weren't exactly 35. But uh, am I going to be the Steely Dan defender of the three of us? They don't. They're. They're super pretentious, and their bad stuff is unlistenably bad. But they're it's not unlis- unlistenably bad. They're not a worthless band, and there's I'm sure there are ten really good Steely Dan songs. I do not know who does the "This Is Blank," right? But yeah, you can really tell a lot from a band by what's selected in there. And as <laughs> yeah. soon as you said you listen to that for Steely Dan, so right. um, dear listeners, my suggestion is that um, don't start with a "This Is" unless you already like the band. Yes. Amen. If you don't know the band, just listen to the five most listened songs. Frequently, like Aretha Franklin's a great example. The top most listened song is not the person's best song. But that being said, if you listen to their five most played songs, one of them is one of their good songs. And if all of them suck, you're like, well, that was nice. I don't need to have a whole (laughs) this is experience. I've heard your five most played songs and I didn't like any of them. If you go to the this is, and particularly, I mean, I haven't done it for... um, I've not done it for Pink Floyd, which surely to God would be even worse than the Steely Dan one. But if it's a this yeah. is by an obsessive fan group that's really annoying, which by the way, Steely Dan is, uh, then yes. you're gonna get like just just gonna pound you, pound you with the deep cuts. And I mean, like like the this is for Steely Dan will be like, and not only are they deep cuts, they're emblematic of a particular <laughs> Steely Dan mood that I feel it's important you understand because this is Steely Dan. <laughs> so that's good. So so well said i mean really perfect i i I wonder if it's just like three guys in the this is offices at spotify and like hey what are you gonna put on the steely dan oh get this like i'm gonna put uh yeah i don't even like this jose's last cantina yeah (laughs) yeah i I don't like i mean i find that this is is like deep tracks on sirius xm you know it's like there are tracks on there like where the band is like oh i forgot about that one you know all right. But there are well, ten. There are ten good Steely Dan songs. Are there not? No, there definitely are not. No way. Oh come on, do it Ten's again. Too high. Nope. Do it again. First of all, you, you didn't the... even start with the right one. What's the right song to start with? Ricky, don't lose the number. in the years. That's their one good song. That's the only one that's undeniably. good. I was gonna say second. Great. The solos are great. It's an up tempo numbered. It's not annoying. It's fantastic. That's the only one. Every, I'm going to try to name way, I'm going to save you some time with the other nine selections. Oh <laughs> Each one of them would be like, whoa, no. <laughs> can't, so, can't agree. So just, just <laughs> you can delete all of that for a second and we'll see what the listeners think. Do it again. Reeling in the years. Ricky, don't lose that number. Oh. My my old school. Oh. Peg. Shush. I like Kid Charlemagne. Oh, uh, I bet you do. I like that one. Uh, ooh, now I'm starting to fade out. Peg. There's other stuff from Pretzel Logic that's not bad. You're not going to And there's Timmy stuff Peg? from the early records I'm missing. Peg, Peg. Peg is hilarious. That song's really funny. <laughs> that song FM. Blows. What else you got? I like FM. That song's good. Oh! Do, 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 do. I like that one a lot. All right. My God, we so gotta like eight. stop. We gotta save the podcast because the other like... issue that they have is that they're a keyboard-driven. <laughs> fusion band that thinks that they're jazz players in case you're wondering that combination does not work out there's no where that turns out to be good if you have not watched the classic albums episode of the making of their their most bloated record 
It will if you like Steely Dan, you will watch it and be like, see. And if you hate Steely Dan, you will watch it and be like, see, it is so perfect. It's like that movie about evangelical sleepaway camp where everybody was terrified yeah. of even yeah, Jesus camp. Everybody yeah. was terrified of evangelicals. It was like, this is what I'm talking about. And everybody who's an evangelical was like, exactly. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> I feel like the Steely Dan classics albums, Asia episode is the same exact thing like it proves whatever you want to be proven about steely dan to you by just being themselves well this and is it has s- michael mcdonald recording 27 different versions of his voice going Pow! it's so <laughs> funny it's so great uh this is our gas up episode for steely dan i don't know if i told you guys that that were <laughs> <laughs> just they, can you yeah i have no idea where they're though. from yeah hey um Real quick, before we get to a lovely Minneapolis, um, also another apology, longtime listener Nina, she's saying that um, she can't hear the titles of the songs and we're playing our songs, our picks, and we're mentioning the bands, but we're not mentioning the titles. We got to slow down because do you remember with the restructuring, uh, there was some redundancy and Robot Lady was let go. So just a lesson for us. And Martha... Long time listener, child. She says that when we give the answers to our compilations, we should play a little clip of the song so people like know which one we're talking about. Well, that's going to be a fun editing job for you, Tim. Enjoy, <laughs> yeah, enjoy doing that. Um, that's what also, the interns are for when you get them. <laughs> By the way, the while interns can pop- live in the torture basement where you currently are. Yeah, like they could really be good. tucked in amongst the, <laughs> amongst there, the uh, some asbestos up there. there yeah. peeking, out, peeking out like meerkats, you know. Um, we also have an apology that we didn't do a whole ton of episodes this summer. I spent some time with super fans, Rich Thomas, Kevin Burax, um, some some Haverford friends of Ben's and mine, and they were they were sad about um the slow process of the um, summer. Rich, to Rich, this episode's for you, brother. Uh, we're coming. Oh. We're coming in hot. By the way, tonight. Timmy, who did you That's apologize? To? Were you apologizing to Steely Dan by backing the bus over them, or who was the apology for? I was apologizing to the two of you because, under my breath, I've been dismissing some of your opinions as 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 those of just snobs, um, and that I know as much as you. And Steely Dan's pretty good. It turns out you were right, and I was wrong. Oh, fantastic. I did not. It was a fuzzy apology. And now that I've drawn it out, I'm very (laughs) pleased to receive that. Welcome to Minneapolis. It is season three. We're driving everywhere. And we're in Minneapolis, Minnesota, (laughs) to see what kind of uh, music scene the City of Lakes has for us. And And spoiler alert, it's really, really good. It's really, really good. And, you know, usually I pick a, an arrival song, like we land, hit the tarmac. I crank this song uh, because I know it so well and I associate it with the city. Well, this time, longtime listener Rick, who who set us up for Minneapolis, he, he, he sent us a, a message on Instagram, said, here are the bands you know, here are the bands you don't know. Uh, just a great, great uh, message. Uh, he's a great fan of the podcast. So... Because of Rick, I have been listening to the Gear Daddies for like the last two or three weeks. I love them. I think they're great. So we're going to go with the Gear Daddies as our arrival song. 
This does everything I wanted a song to do when I was in my 20s. Uh, Jeff Simons, don't look at me from minute two to minute three. I love a song that just goes nuts. The singer just goes nuts. The music goes nuts. I have an emotional life and I need to let this out. Boom. Take it. Do you guys like the Gear Daddies? Don't know them. Jeff's going to know them. I know a little bit. Not very much. That's That sounds pretty pretty damn promising. Yeah. Good stuff. You probably know their, their Zamboni song. I want to ride okay. the Zamboni. No. Hockey, anyway. Okay, okay. Well, moving on. Uh, I want to go over Rick's list of bands from Minnesota. We're gonna play thumbs up, thumbs down. But remember, it's an audio uh, medium, so you're gonna say up or down. So make sense. I'm gonna say the artist. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up. Got it. Okay. And so this is the insult the listener portion of the entertainment. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Good old Rick. So. Prince, Bob Dylan, Hold Steady, all thumbs up. We're going to cover them in a little bit. Uh, the band Semisonic. Oh, I like I like Semisonic, who used to be Trip Shakespeare, who I liked even better Woo. than Semisonic. Yeah. Ben? Thumbs down. I didn't like Hi- either of those bands. Hippocampus. Thumbs down. Uh, thumbs sideways. I don't know them very well. Uh, Jayhawks. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Thumbs up. Uh, I didn't know they were from Minneapolis. That's awesome. Oh, wait, I, I said Dylan. I meant uh, replacements. Replacements are from Minneapolis as well, right? Yeah. They are also thumbs from Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, Husker do. Thumbs up. Yeah, enormous thumbs up. We'll be covering them later too, Timmy. Okay. Uh, Soul Asylum. Thumbs Next, sideways. But thumbs up. Yeah. Really? Thumbs up. Uh, Runaway Train just kills me. It can't. Well, that kills it. it. But the early, the pre. The pre-Winona Ryder solo okay. asylum is pretty good. And their uh, uh, cover of Lucinda Williams' Summer of Drugs is like woo! so unbelievably fantastic. All right, yeah. I gotta write Victoria this Williams, Williams not Lucinda Oh, Victoria Williams, Williams thank you. Summer okay. of Drugs. I hope my kids don't like see that note. Uh, uh, all right. Lips Incorporated? That's... um uh the dun-dun-dun-dun-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum-bum. No, the, talk the, about it. Talk about the singer it. in that band sense. uh was in a band that played with Prince. All yeah. right. Uh all right. Speaking of which, the time. The time of fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, I've never heard of the trash men. Don't know. No. Uh yeah, suicide, suicide Commandos. Yeah, Suicide Commandos will play into my story a little bit tonight. Oh wow. All right. You got a lot of stories. And then um <laughs> gosh. 
He's got, I didn't know Al Green. That's terrific. Al Green's from Minneapolis? No way. Yeah, but come on. He's Memphis. He's Memphis. That's just like, he was from Minneapolis for like a year or something. All right. What about? He recorded uh, it at High Records. That's a Memphis sound. What about Sunny Night and the Lakers? Nope. Babes in Toyland. I don't like Babes of Toyland. I think they're um, overrated and really sludgy. I never liked them. Sludgy, huh? Sludgy. It's too slow. I like the whole concept, but I wish the tempos were faster. All right. I'm going to ch- I'm gonna check out uh, another band. This is one that I haven't checked out. Suburbs? Anything? Oh, I like the Suburbs. Tired of My Plans, Credit in Heaven. Good band. All right. Man, Minna- Minneapolis has a music scene, does it not? No question about it. First right. of all, Al Green is extra mega not from Minneapolis. Thank you very so much. I go to the Wikipedia page. He's born in Forest <laughs> City, Arkansas. Dude, guess where his parents moved in the Great Migration? Grand Rapids. Uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Late fifties, Green that. family relocated to Grand Rapids. I just Michigan. went to Grand Rapids. I get to this oh, part. While still a teenager, Al Wilson kicked out of the family home after his religious father heard him listen to Jackie Wilson. He then lived with a prostitute, began hustling, and indulged in recreational drugs. I'm like, oh, off to the races. <laughs> I like it. Good start. Anyhow, so then I was like, well, I, I got to stop reading here because surely I, I can't read the whole Wikipedia page. I got a podcast to do here. So I just searched for Al Green, Minneapolis. Very first one is LinkedIn. Al Green, Minneapolis. <laughs> Al Green's a great guy and a meticulous worker. The exact kind of person you needed to perform in his arena. I I recommend Al 100%. So I'm going to go ahead and make a guess that if that's your top reference on Google for Al Green, Minneapolis, the singer Al Green is not for Minneapolis. Oh, Rick, oh, I am God. so sorry it went in this direction. We love you. We appreciate you. And you have you picked a bunch of great bands. I will happily talk about Suburbs uh, yeah. albums with you at some point. All right. Well, let's get into uh, this little town of Minneapolis. Closest to the pin, city population. Ben, you get to go first. Oh, I'm going to name the, it's the city, not the yes, metro area. That's correct. How big is Minneapolis, Minnesota? How many times are you going to ask that question? No, Every dude, it's an important question. Because St. Paul is like 60% it's of the gonna, same It's size. going to get worse for you, Jeff Simons. Just yeah. Wait. All right. I'm going to go with 450,000. I'm going to go higher. It's lower. 429. Damn, can you see how wow. thick and close I was? I'm so You're good at very this part of the podcast. You are so good at this. Well, let's see how good he is, because we're not oh. going to play the game that I like to call Mississippi River Rankings. That's right. Four major cities we've covered now. We've got New Orleans, Memphis, St. Louis, and Minneapolis. Major cities on the Mississippi River. And you are going to rank them in the proper order Jeff Simons, you get to go first. I don't even remember what the four cities were. What's the four cities? <laughs> don't, no, don't tell them. I'm off to a good start. <laughs> I want you to guess this one. One of them is River City. Once again, yes. One of them is Omaha. St. Louis, <laughs> New Orleans, Memphis, and there Minneapolis. I would like, Jeff Simons, I would like you to put them in the proper order from... Population. Uh St. Louis, Minneapolis, New Orleans, Memphis. St. Louis? Min- no, not even close. Okay, so, uh it um, goes Memphis. Oh, sorry. Just stop talking. First of all, Memphis <laughs> is the biggest city on that list. Memphis is Correct. a really big town. Memphis yeah. is around a million people. 
Um, it is sadly it's fallen behind Nashville, but it didn't like St. Louis has had a full metal collapse. I think it goes Memphis, St. Louis, Mini, New Orleans. Because Memphis, Mini, New Orleans, St. Louis, St. Louis. Oh, wow, St. Four. Louis is behind New Orleans. So yeah, I was, I was, I was right, except four and one were reversed. But I have <laughs> yeah. two and three in the right place. If we were playing Mastermind, I'd have a really good chance of getting it right in the next set of little guys. <laughs> um, let's go, uh, Ben Barton, with precipitation. Let's go wettest to driest. Oh, for Christ! Oh, for sake. those four towns, <laughs> I yes. am. This this is the driest game yet. I'll just say <laughs> Actually, that. Weirdly, I'm really into this game. I really like it. Um, wettest to driest. Okay, so uh, it's either Memphis or New Orleans. I think is wettest. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna go ahead and go south to north. I'm gonna go New Orleans, Memphis, St. Louis, Minneapolis. Excellent work, Ben Barton. And, I could have done that. I could have gone south to north. He also uh, he got rid of the category of, of naming them north to south because it's just the reverse. So final category, Jeff Simons. Pro sports championships, most to least out of these four Mississippi River cities, pro sports championships. Who has the most? Who has the least? Memphis has the least. That is correct. And- uh, and then I'm going to say that uh, New Orleans is third with the le- next least amount. And then I'm going to go uh, Minneapolis second, St. Louis first. Oh, awesome. You crushed it. I thought that was the hardest category. Well, I just figure Memphis doesn't have very many teams. So that was a gimme. <laughs> and then... I- uh, and then I'm a Vikings fan, so I know there are no pro football championships in, in Minneapolis, and that helps. Sadly, sadly that is correct. Uh, and, and St. Louis, thank you uh, to the Cardinals with yeah. 11 World Series championships. They're going to be number one. All right, let's go. Um, companies from Minneapolis, General Mills, Pillsbury, Target, <laughs> Rollerblade. And Perry Ellis. Wait, isn't 3M from Minneapolis? I thought they're from Dayton. All right. Um, Perry Ellis was the world's largest manufacturer of what in 1923? Bras. Ah, oh, underwear. Nice job. I don't. I don't know if they got into bras, but uh, yeah. Underwear, Ben Barton, all over it. So, Minnesota, who knew? I thought it was just this cold, frozen tundra. Jeff Simons, have you been to Minneapolis? Yeah, a bunch of times. I bunch like Minneapolis. Of times. I've, I've played Minneapolis three times. I've flown through it a bunch of times. I've stayed there. Uh, my best friend from high school went to McAllister, so I stayed with him for a week in St. Paul and did the whole run around the city. I've been to a Twins game. Did I you love pl- Minneapolis. Did you play with Rich in Minneapolis? I did. Where'd you guys Fine play? Fine Line Cafe. The Fine Line Cafe. All right. Yeah. Nice job. And Ben, I remember you have a Mall of America story. Yeah. I've I been to the to Mall Min- of America as well. Okay. I've been to Minneapolis uh, twice for work and once for pleasure. One of, one of the times for work was in the dead of winter, and it was <laughs> brutal. I mean, it was really, really cold. 
Um, and I, I like they, they, I was at a law school downtown, and they were like, "You got to stay at this hotel." It's and it was really expensive, and I was like, "Oh man, you know, you like don't you don't have to pay all that for the hotel. Just find me another hotel." And they're like, "Oh no, no, no. this is the only one connected by tube to the building that you're going to. You won't be going outside." <laughs> Here's the Hoth Ice Planet. <laughs> that was the first time. Second time I went, and this is a fantastic gig. I spoke to the Minnesota Judicial Conference, and so all the judges were there. Fantastic. The actual conference and the hotel were on the attached to the outside of the Mall of America. And so I woke up and my tradition is to sort of go get fancy coffee and have a breakfast and then come back in and prepare for my talk. So I entered to the edge of the Mall of America and looked into the vast expanse of it. And it was like, I, I, I stopped and I looked at the map and I took a picture of the map with my phone. And uh -huh. only then did I walk in dropping breadcrumbs because I was like, I will get lost in here and like I'm going to miss my talk. <laughs> I'll never find it. Oh, my I'm, God. It's that. It. I mean. Apparently, it's just ginormous. So my story, ginormous. I went to the Mall of America two and a half weeks after it opened. Ooh. Like back in the early 90s, I had a flight through Minneapolis on the now defunct, I believe, Northwest Airlines. Oh. And uh, I landed in Indianapolis and they're like, the bad news is you have an eight hour delay. The good news is we're running free shuttles to the Mall of America. Let's go. Um, I jumped in a shuttle. But what I remember about the size of it, Tim, is... This dates the story, but I'm coming up the street and you can see it coming. Like it's just this massive <laughs> structure. And then there's this stupid little building next to it. And I'm like, what is this dumb ass thing they've built next to the Mall of America that looks like a public library? It yeah. was the North Stars Arena. Like it's it was next door, the Minnesota the North Stars played. And that looked like a post office oh compared to... But what I remember is I went in and, you know, it's got an amusement park in it. And uh, in 1990, whatever that was, I think it was 1992 that I went to it. Yeah. Um, there were uh, there were like I don't know 800 stores and uh, there were two bookstores, B. Ooh. Dalton and Walden Books. And I remember thinking, like, we are so screwed because there were 14 <laughs> candle stores. Yeah. And I just was like, I just had this moment of like, well, it was a good run. <laughs> uh, I, it's amazing to me that that such a, a vibrant uh, music scene, which, which Minneapolis obviously has, also has such a ginormous mall. Where I mean, there are over 520 stores currently. The mall has its own zip code. It gets 40 million visitors per year to a mall. That's it's insane. weird too, and. It's weird. And it's so big. Ben can't you can I cannot overstate the massiveness. Like you'd have to take a whole week just to walk past everything. If you spent it. if you spent 10 minutes in each store, apparently you would spend 86 hours going through the mall. That's... How have they not made Dawn of the Dead three in the Mall of America? Right. Oh, my God. I got to write this down. Slasher flick. Mall of America. Okay, got it. <laughs> so it's right next to my Summer of Drugs reference. Yeah, there you go. Um, well, let's get to the torture basement. Let's uh, get to the compilation for Minneapolis. I put it in the Dropbox, Jeff Simons. Uh, all of these songs mention Minneapolis. One song merely mentions Minnesota, uh, and you'll find out why. It's uh, 1 through 15. Ooh. On your piece of paper, 
We're going to get 12. Let's go. Hello, Washington, D.C. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Minneapolis, how you doing? Alex, that's a song. Oh, I know this one too. counted 14 are you sure there are 15 i will double check right after this commercial break thank you this is the doors this is drunken jim morrison yelling Hello, at Washington audience members. no way is that true how you doing that's the greatest get of all time by the way pause just for a second Tim, did you determine whether they were actually in Washington or Minneapolis? Or no, nowhere? I have no idea where they are. By the no way, it's going to be even better when it turns out this is a show in Paris. <laughs> I know, right? The, the re only reason I got it was that, and you can hear that horrible Doors organ. Oh, yeah. that's such a great call. Like, yeah, that's such a great around. Call. Oh, also, by the way, the, the organ's like, oh, please, Jim. Like the, the, yeah. the, That is the yeah. sound, like, please just stop talking. You could <laughs> yeah. sing these songs. That would be good. <laughs> 
All right, so we're one for one. I mean, this is so obvious. Hello, like, Washington, D.C. The start of a concert. How you doing? <laughs> Minneapolis, how you doing? <laughs> This is Frank Zappa. I can't pause it, but we'll just try them as we go. Oh, I know this one. This is Ringo Starr. Yes, it is. That was one of my random ones, Jeff. Who's this? Who's this country cow? Gretchen Wilson. This is Lucinda Williams. Yep. So we're four for five. Not bad. This is Bobby Gentry and Glenn Campbell. Dang it. How do you know that? Because of the strings. I never would have gotten that. Go no to Billy Joe. Do you know how many little green apples recorded there are? Now with those cheese cash drinks. Tommy Waits. That's just my Tom Waits song, yeah. This time I think I'm gonna stay. Janet Jackson. I love the fact that she says Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Oh, totally. Lizzo. Right? Is this the time? I hate this. Is this bare naked ladies? Oh, steady. Weird Al Yankovic. We go anywhere in this great big world now. Where'd you like to go to? They said, Dad. We want to see the biggest bottle twine in Minnesota. I saw him do this live. That's nice. You're right, it is 14. My apologies. Got 15. Who's this, Ben? I believe this is the everything but the girl. But the girl, me too. That's who I think it is too. Are we right? Right, pause. Pause. How? Pause. Stop it. It's fading out. How in the world did both of you get everything but the girl? They they had one song in the eighties. Yeah. Explain yourselves. <laughs> First of all, Tim, I've got some bad news for you. Go. Jeff and I were very good boyfriends to the <laughs> point where we heard that song and we were like, Hey, who's that song by? And they were like, That song's by everything but the girl. And we were like, huh, that was great. <laughs> oh man. So wait, you uh, by the way were it? like, hold on, skip forward. <laughs> There's this great Steely Dan song you got. Yeah, listen. right. I got you. Got to hear this song about a young girl that's Steely so Dan. So you on. got eleven out of fourteen, oh, which come is on. just like twelve out of fifteen. So you guys, passed. well, what was I what did we miss? Jeff, you were again just carried the heavy load. That was amazing. 
So yeah, that we one was Gre- really hard. We to. missed Gretchen Wilson. What came after Lizzo? That was Prince and the New Power Generation. Was it really? That's a yeah. terrible, whatever that song is. Yeah. That Minneapolis. That I assumed new... it was the time sampling Prince. Yeah. But no. it was actually Prince. All right. And, and then, then uh, uh, who was the Bare Naked Ladies Band? The Bloodhound Gang. Oh, <laughs> are they the Nothing But Mammals Band? They are, uh, right? Let's do it like they do it on the Discovery Channel. That was the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah, right? I think so. Because their they're oh. name of their album is something about beer. I think they're really cool. Uh, that was my... <laughs> That was my impression of them. All well, right. I still, that was still a that was still a wildly solid performance. Nice job, you guys. Take the W once again. Um, I want to talk quickly about the Minneapolis Monarch Festival. It happens in September, celebrating the Monarch Butterfly's two thousand three hundred mile uh, journey that it takes every year an incredible journey and so i love monarch butterflies well that that's great we're, we're dedicating this to them uh what we're trying to do right now is determine because this is something we haven't covered on the podcast ever um your favorite insect or insects uh take monarch butterfly out which insect do you respect admire love well those are three different things I mean, you can, I can interpret respect, the question. I respect the female praying mantis, but I don't know if I'm going to pick her as my my first. Okay, that's fair. I don't have a good answer for this. Bumblebees is that an insect? I like bumblebees. Sure. Okay. Why? Because they're furry and cute, and they don't sting you. The um, Chattanooga has uh, not one but two different aquariums. And the uh, one that they built second has got a full floor. It's a little pyramid at the top of the pyramid is a glass glass house with okay. a butterfly garden. Oh, those and are so great. I won't choose the monarchs, but I mean, dude, the butterfly garden is just entrancing. It was so yeah. great. And I brought the girls, drove them down to Chattanooga and their buddies twice a year from when they were teeny all the way till they were like 13, 14. Um, and so, yeah, butterflies are fantastic. Didn't Tim, didn't you and I go to a butterfly garden in England? We, we were did around? indeed. That was fantastic. You remember Magical. how great that was? Landing all over us. And like you couldn't, I mean, it was just, it was awesome. Yeah, it's really great. Good, good stuff. I love those butterflies, which is why I have a little um patch of wildflowers at the end of my driveway. It's way, way, way far at the end, Jeff. Yeah, it's like uh, an hour to mow it. Yeah. Um. We can't move forward without we're recording this Minneapolis podcast in the week that the report uh, that the uh, on the Minneapolis police came out. I don't know if either of you have had a chance to peruse that document, but good Lord almighty, does the Minneapolis Police Department need a reset button? It's really, really shocking. I just thought we should probably. Yeah. Before we talk about all these awesome bands we love like they. Holy shit. What a... they, the 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 history with race in this area is just um, chock full of jaw dropping moments. Like I cannot believe um, that happened, and, and you're you're looking at it over and over and over again um, from the earliest settlers and their relationship with the Dakota Indians to the movement uh, of of migrant workers in the 1800s because it was a booming uh city 
for for farms and business. Like it was where you brought all your goods and transported them down the Mississippi River. Uh, but then in the 20th century, the covenants for different neighborhoods and who could buy homes and who couldn't buy homes. I mean, it's it's kind of baked into the city. So it makes sense then that the police department is is so rife with problems. But it's also this, it's like, you know, Minneapolis and Portland, Oregon and San Francisco and Berkeley, these places that are, are you know, like above the line, super liberal. Yeah. And um, you you just look at the management of the place and you're like, dude, it's really disappointing. Yeah. Really, really disappointing. Um, I'd have to chew on it, but I can't. I mean, it's, it's hard to come up with like a, a super awesome, well-run place that has that. Or maybe there's no super awesome well-run places period but i mean that i could that like identify with that political persuasion and then it's just 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 don't live like i just can't stand hypocrisy and it's just and it breaks my heart too yeah yeah um and and even before george floyd um there there was the uh the video of the uh school custodian who had gotten pulled over and Yep. Um, Live on and Facebook. He was yep. killed. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's a city that's given our country a little bit of momentum, but of course, in the worst way possible. So we're hopeful. We're hopeful with such great thinkers and great artists coming out of Minnesota that we will also have uh, progress on that end. Um, the Justice Department know, is, but... the Justice Department is uh, revamping the police department. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I I have a question for the two of you with with children. Like, what's your kid's relationship to the police? Yeah, I was shocked this summer. I had so many conversations with uh, young people who have given up entirely on the police as anything other than a instrument of uh, private property protection and thuggery. I was really like, it 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 gave me pause because that these are these are not kids who I would have ascribed that point of view to or expected from and it was pretty universal and uh the police have a lot of work to do right. to convince the upcoming generation that they should yeah. be called when people are in trouble i'll just leave it at that 100 percent. well i'll just say uh in regards to some of my conversations it's like well no there are still criminals you know there are still some people who wish to do us harm um the, they they do exist, and it's nice to have someone to call when there are those circumstances. Like, for instance, I don't know a giant brawl happening on a river walk dock uh, in Montgomery, Alabama. It's good to good that we have police there to to break things up. Oh, dude, uh, I remind the girls of this all the time, um, and and to the point where now I've had to stop doing it because it's so annoying. Um, but yeah, me too. I can tell you with with India, like. The, the high crime communities would like to see police reform under no circumstances that they want to see police eliminated. You got to yeah. live in a yeah. really nice neighborhood to be like, we don't need any police. Like, right. If you yeah. live in a neighborhood where there's crime, you're you're like, well, I, I wish they wouldn't shoot us also. Like, I wish that it was a, worked a little better, but I promise you, we do not want to defund, eliminate, get rid of yep. the police. Right. Like, what yep. we need is a good working police department that's going to actually drive down crime where we live. Yeah. And, it, and, and it, I mean, and in the police's defense, which will drive my young listeners crazy, it's an impossible job right now as as def, as uh, created. So it's being done badly because it's designed badly. Part of it is a design problem, not just a human problem. And there's a lot of human problem in there as well. So 
Well, good thing um, we are moving on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's get to Minneapolis's favorite son. Um, ben, I know you're going to cover him, but there's no one to compare. We got to play a little Prince song, but it gives us a chance to have a conversation about what makes a good pop song a good pop song. So give Ooh. us uh, give us 45 seconds, Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, you once uh, you once walked us through uh, the mayor of Simpleton, and you talked about it as this this uh, guiding light for one of your classes in your in your rock band class. Um, could could you teach a class uh, on this song? Yeah, oh yeah, totally. I, I I was just sitting here thinking about what a coward I am as an artist. Like this, this is such a brave. There's nothing to. There's literally nothing going on when it starts. There's like. Lynn drum machine and a little bit of bass synthesizer and then that outrageous falsetto voice like mixed <laughs> right into the center of your face and by the time we get to the end it's like a, there's a that huge chorus women not girls and there's been a killer little guitar solo but um yeah it's just like it builds it builds it builds like you remember everything it's song an instant the song is over you're like i need to hear that again you need want to run it right back um it's it's three minutes long, but it feels like it's 45 seconds long because it's so perfectly written. Um, and it's just so it's just so audacious. It's audaciously uh, minimalist and then uh, catchy. And I mean, I just like I would never have the guts to put something out like this because it's so stripped down and elemental and just relying on each piece in a way that most songs can't unless they're perfectly crafted. So yeah, you could totally do a whole, this is like you take when's doves cry and take out another 75% of the sound and still have a number one record. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's oh, dude, crazy. It's such a mature artist song. So he believed there's so much belief in himself. Um, and I'll do this when I cover the early years of Prince. The other thing is um, it, to my mind, his growing stronger as a guitarist and feeling more confident in the guitar is the secret to success. That's what unlocks it all for him. And um, this is a spare, empty song. But when you go back, it's a little bit like those James Brown songs where I was playing you what Catfish was playing. Like right. the, the guitar is is the entire instrumentation and it only comes every every five seconds, but it's just fantastic all the way through it. So perfect. So perfect. You don't need anything more. It's a full meal. <laughs> it's just perfect. 
Well, I was thinking of um, I told you about those those boys, those juniors in high school walking down the beach in South Carolina and seven or eight of them. And they've got the not even a boom box. I don't even know what it is these days, but they, they're wearing it's like a giant karaoke machine as they walk down the beach. And Jeff Simons, you're going to play a little bit of this song. This is the song that they were singing at the top of their lungs blasting down the beach so that nobody could like avoid them everyone has to look at these juniors in high school as they sing this song a full moon shining bright edge of the water we were feeling all right Back down a country road, the girls are always hot and the beer is ice cold. Cadillac corns on the hood. My buddy Frankie had his dad hook him up good. Girls smile when we roll by, they hop in the back and we cruise to the riverside. Never gonna grow up, never gonna slow down. So that's a uh, that's a country song, but obviously it's just pop and it's an an anthem that they're trying to create. And these kids were buying in, like gobbling up this this perfect country pop song. Uh, and Ben, you were talking about your daughter getting embroiled in kind of country pop world uh, with her friends. What's the difference, like? Why should I hate that song and love Prince's Kiss? Because they're both neat little pop songs. Shouldn't I like both of them? <laughs> that was an amazing get to me. I really like that. You're like, there's one sandwich and it's filled with feces. And there's another <laughs> sandwich filled with turkey. They're both sandwiches. What are you complaining about? <laughs> Each like, that is true that those were both songs. I agree. <laughs> and some songs are good. That doesn't yeah. mean that all songs are good. All right. Right. You'd be a great political commentator, Tim. I, how are you. you not on late night talk show? Like, <laughs> and the beer is ice cold. Well, I mean, that, so that's part of it, right? Like, uh, Kiss is a song about, I mean, in some ways you could argue Kiss is a song about nothing. He thinks somebody's hot. But it's interesting and it's introspective and it's weird and it's individual, right? Like it's it's even if it's an it's a universal expression of something, it's done in a way that is unique to the artist. Whereas this is an attempt to be something anybody might yell on a beach, right? Like the whole point of this is how can we get to a point where I'm the individual nature of the song is lost behind its anthemic qualities. That's basically just Hey Soul Sister and the Eagles and Katy Perry all smooshed together into one thing. It's got the millennial whoa thing and it's, you know, standing on the corner of Winslow, Arizona. And it's the, the chord progression is Hey Soul Sister. And it's got the little mandolin thing. Like it's pieces of things that have already been popular it's like it's like uh, Denny's, right? It's all the ingredients of good food prepared 
all wrong. Oh yeah, and it's also <laughs> it's a, it's a really unfair to compare it to Kiss. Kit like so yeah. Um, they, but basically, you're we're lucky if there's a song a year that's like Kiss where it's so unusual, yeah, so fantastic mm. that it's like nobody imitates it. Like I can't yeah. think of another song that came out immediately after Kiss that was like, wow, Kiss was a huge hit. I'm just going to do that again. Hey, Yala right. was like that too, where it was like just came out unbelievably fantastic everyone was yeah. like wow thanks for that we're good <laughs> we're going to try and imitate it whereas you have other versions the same of pop music yeah especially this this type of country that's very iterative you know what i mean like yeah it's just we're working on a theme here we got the same chord progressions we're gonna lay some other stuff on top of it we're gonna do we're gonna be 90 percent. it's like, like a chat gpt type song it's like, yeah um, it really you could, is. You could tell them what you want and the chords that you want, and they would just spit spit it out right exactly here, and that that's fine. And honestly, it's it's mean spirited because I just don't really care for that genre. I, yeah, genres that I care about, songs that are like that, I'm like, fine, sure. Yeah, I know. Me too. I know. Give me another ACDC song. That's fine. Oh, I like yeah, the last no, one. I like sure. the next one. Yeah. But I yeah. hate this because I was gonna hate it because <laughs> it's it's it's. I don't know. I feel like this is reductively stupid. Like it's stupid to make a point of stupid is as stupid does. Right. Like it's an attempt to say like anybody who aspires beyond stupid is is a pain in the ass. Whereas I don't feel that way about every stupid song. But this one in particular. Well, me the wrong you'll be happy. I feel to... like it's. Yeah. You know, by the way, um, I really like the idea of asshole karaoke. Oh yeah, like we 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 have to pick the worst song from every city we go to to be forced to do as a karaoke performance. I think yeah. that would be a great game. <laughs> Soul Asylum, uh, was it Runaway Trains? Train. Runaway Trains. Oh, golly, that thing. So these guys are just blasting this walking down the beach, and well, you have to you have to live in their world for forty five seconds. For forty five seconds, and then you know, twenty minutes later, they come back the other way. Uh, with with a rap song that I'd never heard of. So I went up and talked to them and I said, Hey, oh my I've god. Got a, I've got that. a podcast I'd like you all to listen to. It's called No, I didn't I didn't I just kept digging my sandcastle. All right. Let's get to our three artists or moments or albums. What are we gonna do? Who goes first? Listeners, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're gonna stop right there. Tim Plain letting you know that for some reason. Minneapolis had us going on and on. Uh, we set a record for our podcast, went for almost two hours. So you know what we decided to do? We're going to cut you off, uh, let you have your life back. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Minneapolis Part 1, and check it out when we uh, post Minneapolis Part 2. Try to figure out why the heck we went so long. Thanks for listening. Bye. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast 
where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric acid.